Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. I, You know, it's funny because we are, uh, uh, it must be the in-person thing. We're laughing at each other just uh, just at the beginning. You laugh at the way I say my name. No, well, you had a smile. You said you said it, and then you got this big grin on your face. So it just it just definitely uh, definitely made me chuckle. But we are still Alistair Field and Greg Smith. Can I continue? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've dropped in on our current topic series, the struggle to be a good manager. And today's episode: sitting down with experience. Let me set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and this was a record setup at Shea Greg. I think it was. It was. You know, we are we are like so efficient, uh, amazing. You know where everything goes now. I do. I do. You've trained me well. Uh, we we had a slight mic problem, but we swapped out the cord, so I think we're good to go. I think so. Sounds good so far. So we've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We'll start at the perspective of the employee, and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion, and I think we will have a discussion about this today, a good one. We will, that's for sure. And you've read this one. I have read this one, yes. That's good. That's good. Well, last time we did that, it was very smooth. Out of the park. Out of the park. Hopefully, it will continue our track record today. There you go. So, sitting down with experience. You're thinking about making a change. Change is going to happen, or there is a position you are interested in. You are alone with your own thoughts. You second-guess yourself and your abilities. You haven't made a change before or really swung for the fence. You need a plan to go forward. You ask yourself the question, I can't be the first one in this position. So Greg, how important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, it's interesting because right now there are a lot of people going through reflection period of time. You know, you know, there was this big thing about the, the Great Recession and then it shifted to the Great Reflection. And so I think you're, we do have a lot of people out there that are just reflecting on where they want to do. Is this really the job that they want to be in? Is there something new? How can I grow to the next level? How do I start to think going forward? But sometimes what happens when you do that is you get into your own spin. Uh, and and uh, sometimes you're fearful of sharing what you're thinking, but sometimes you just get you know in your own head and, and it can distract you. It can uh, uh, disconnect you because fear gets in the way and it gets really, really mucky versus, you know, we talk a lot about how do you be more authentic? How do you leverage community? Um, and so the positive and the possibilities of this are, hey, if you're exploring things, um, be able to connect and tap into others with with experience in those areas. So I think, you know, it's, it's definitely this, there's a lot of spin happening out there. Um, and the best organizations and the best managers who actually create the environment that encourage exploration and especially exploration by tapping into others. Uh, the, the organizations that don't do a great job uh, make it disastrous to even think about exploring and talking to others and create a fear around it. So guess what? People start to explore outside. And so you lose great talent. So uh, I'm looking forward to this discussion. Yeah, I wrote this one, um, I guess it's almost three years ago. Well, maybe four years ago, I started a transition, which you helped me with. And part of that transition was I went to seven people 
to talk about their transition experience. And every one of these people uh, brought something to the table for me. And it was just good to listen to other people's experiences. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, where I was going to go, all those things, and, and what was next for me. It was just a really good experience. Like people were very happy to speak about things. I mean, you were one of those people. And I just found it gave me confidence. It gave me, uh, opened my mind to things. And it was just a really good, uh, just a level that they shared was actually very, very good. And it took me back to my past when there was times when somebody would take me aside and talk to me and, and give me uh, some advice about where what's next, where to go and stuff like that. I think often people get into their own heads because like you said, they're scared to talk to anybody, whether it's inside or outside the organization, I don't know. But in those situations, I think falling in amongst yourself is just a, it's not a healthy thing. You don't know, like, you know, if what you're thinking is not the right thing or not the prudent thing to do, really important to get some other people's advice, their experience. Like there's people that have been through all sorts of stuff and you can benefit from that. So just relying upon yourself or maybe a couple of people that haven't had this experience might not be the most healthy thing to do to deal with the situation. Yeah. And you know what? I read a recent stat. I think it was 64% of people in North America are looking outside for something or looking for something different. So the reality is that two thirds of the people that are reporting to you are going through some kind of spin. Uh, and, and often, you know, grass is always looks greener on the outside. Uh, and if you don't create the environment for people to explore, to meet, to connect, and that's what we're going to talk about, you're, you're going to have a really uh, likely chance that people are going to do that outside and they're going to leave you. So how do you do that? What do you do to help create the space for people to tap into that experience? Because why not have them tap it into it here to stay on the cost of recruitment is pretty high. You know, people forget about that. They say, well, they got to go, they got to go. But, you know, it's it's like 20 to 30% of salary to hire someone. That's a lot of money off the bottom line as an organization. And not to include the disruption that it causes when somebody leaves, you have to train someone else, the losing relations and that type of thing. So this is a big, this is a big thing, actually. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a tough thing because people are worried if you have these conversations that that might, um, result in folks leaving. But it's a bigger chance they're going to leave you don't have the conversation. So you don't create the space for people to have these conversations. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think, you know, my side of it, you know, I agree with everything you said. My thing is we need to have a good discussion, a good, like, if you're going to have a conversation about this stuff, it should be a good discussion rather than, you know, there's times when I know people have talked to the riffraff in the office, the people that aren't happy and stuff like that, and they don't always get the best advice. They don't get to tap into real good experience. And I just think it's important that when you have a conversation, you have a really good conversation with somebody, whether they're close to the situation or away from the situation, so good to pick the right person to have that conversation yeah, with. Yeah, agree 100%. So what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? The first one, there are times people need to change it up. How can you play a role? Well, you know, and this comes back to Man, it's a common theme that we've had in all of our podcasts is know your people. 
So if you um, are more aware of it, you can tell signs. If people seem to be less enthusiastic, seem to be a little distracted, just don't seem to be as motivated as they are, you, those are usually signs that people are churning. And as a leader, you have such a great opportunity to even just say, hey, I'm observing this. Uh, is everything okay? You know, where are you at? And to, and and even to proactively, we do things in many organizations, we'll bring a thing called stay interviews. And stay interviews are actually formalized sets of questions. And usually one of them is something around how, you, how challenged are you in your role? What are you looking for? And that type of thing. So even proactively jump into that can be really great. But there is a role for you to play in helping to shepherd this conversation. It isn't anything against you when someone needs a change. Most of the time, people just need a change. You're not a factor in it. Yeah, no. and But, you know, we're human, right? So we we get into this doubt uh, situation where we think, well, they're leaving. I must be doing something wrong. It depends on our personality. You know, there's there are those personalities that I don't give a crap. You're gone. But most of us, no matter who we are, we have a little niggle of doubt that maybe we weren't as good as a leader as they I, we thought we were and those kind of things. But to your point, it's very rarely um, that it's you. And if it's you, there's probably other stuff that's going on beyond this. Most of the time when it is you, you know it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or everybody else does. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you have any relevant experience, maybe you should share that experience with that person. Yeah, you know what? It does a couple of things. One is it makes you real, depending on what your level of leadership is. And, you know, often what I'll suggest is uh, um, skip level meetings too. And those are so powerful. So if I was a VP, I would go past a director into a management level or even lower and say, you know, be able to share a bit of my journey. Uh, again, creating that story, not to say, hey, this is what you need to do, but just to share what your insights were, what you learned, you know, and actually set the culture and environment for this exploration and going forward. So I uh, I think it's fantastic that you can share all the experience because it builds trust and it builds understanding because the more stories you tell, uh, the more um, you open it up for them to ask you questions, the more real you become. And we all know that in these days, it's all about belonging and connecting and feeling a part of something. And part of that is relationships. So this is a great example of how you might be able to do that. And maybe you know someone who your employee should sit down and talk to. Suggest it. Oh, you know, that goes back to your earlier question is because if you... It, they may go, there's, there, there are often one or two folks that no matter what you do, they're going to complain about stuff. They're going to be a little about of the downers in the organization. Not every organization has them, but often they have them. And they're the ones that are sometimes vocal, especially if you haven't managed them properly. But how cool is it when your manager or your manager's manager says, you know, hey, I hear that this is an interesting, an area that you're really interested in. Um, Mary is awesome in this area. Would would you be open to me uh, setting up something for you to uh, connect with her? Oh my goodness! Because you know we talk about: uh, Am I valued? Am I seen? Does my boss care? Um, uh, you know, those are all things just by doing something simple like that and connecting and making a virtual introduction or a or a personal introduction to someone to saying, "Hey, you know, I'd love to do that." That says. You know, this organization has their eyes open for me and are open to me exploring. And I think it's just a powerful, simple thing to do. 
I've had somebody disclose to me that they're interested in going and working in another area. Uh, sometimes it's during like an assessment session. Sometimes it's just a, a regular conversation. And I went, you know what? There's this guy, Greg, I know. He would be the perfect person for you to talk to. Do you want me to uh, contact him and arrange something? Mm-hmm. Uh, or just tell him that you're going to reach out to him? Yeah, sure, that'd be great. Okay, that's the person to talk to. And they went, oh, okay, thank you. I said, listen, if you're looking for a change or you're looking for more experience, it's part of my job to to make that happen for you if I can. Yeah, I love that because you know what that does is it ripples through the organization. And again, I'll come back to it. If they're not talking to you and if you're not ha- ha- creating those lanes of dialogue in other departments and that type of thing, they're going to be talking to somebody else outside the organization. So what better way, especially if you've got some really great talent, to have them stay in the organization, go into a different area, then it just has an openness. And guess what? They'll come back too, because, uh, and I think we've talked about this in our earlier episode where you had folks that left and came back. And I've had that too. You know, we, we, we allowed them to go and explore a different, uh, area. I had one guy who was, uh, worked, worked for, actually was in a different department and we brought him over from marketing over to HR. Um, he was just amazing. And we gave him in the development role and gave him an experience that marketing leader really didn't want him to go because he was a smart guy, but also knew that if we didn't do anything, he was going to come. He came over in HR. Uh, he, he transformed his life. And eventually he's gone out and is a consultant and coach now and one of a, a great transformational leader. Um, and he promotes, it was Campbell soup. He promotes Campbell soup and everything he's done. I ran into him uh, a couple years ago and he said, Greg, you know what? The culture that we created there was so great. And I'm so grateful because my life and he's now impacting and transforming all kinds of stuff just because his boss recognized that if he wasn't going to do something, he was going to lose this mind from the organization. And he stayed for a couple years longer. And guess what? Even though he's in HR, he was always hanging out with the marketing people. So he was transferring his knowledge and his ideas to the young folks that were in the marketing area that, that kept them engaged. So it was a win, win, win. And I think I've already mentioned it, but maybe the person is another manager who manages the thing or process your employee is interested in. Uh, like as managers, as leaders, we all know other people in other sections, other companies, whatever it is. And there's times that you just have to help somebody out because if you don't, to your point, they're probably going to leave. So why not help them out uh, and just have this great relationship? And even if they do leave, they're going to be your ally or they're going to come back. Maybe they come back as your boss. Who knows? Yeah, I I agree 100%. And you know what? So many organizations don't spend any time talking about how you doing? What are you interested in? What's going to, what, what do you want to learn and grow and that type of thing? They just don't do that. I mean, many organizations don't need to do regular performance reviews. But because sometimes what happens is they, it feels like it's a burden. It feels like it's going to take so much time and man, I've got so much going on and I get it. There is lots going on, but even if you sit down and have a couple of questions, you know, like, how's it going? What's getting you fired up? What isn't? What, what would you like to learn? Um, what, what kind of gets your energy and going and your excitement going? And then from there, apply it and say, okay, who do I know 
in those areas. And you know what? I'm going to set you up to talk with it. Just explore a little bit further in that. Again, it tells me that you care about me. And uh, it continues to build that relationship and connectivity, that stickiness with the organization that is so important these days when there's there's a lot of talent that are moving around. Um, those that don't move around feel connected and cared for. And this kind of 10-minute conversation is so powerful. These types of conversations often lend better to a more informal setting rather than, you know, if you're across the desk for an annual evaluation. Maybe it works there too, but I find quite often it it's better to have one of those more informal things like we were talking about last week or the week before, whenever it was. Uh, yeah, I love this because, you know what, as a leader, as a manager, it's almost like just keeping your ears open. Where, you know, and it's not only your ears, it's your eyes open, it's sensing energy. So if, you know, you're in a conversation and we're talking about a specific topic and you notice, Alistair's across from me, he's one a guy who works for me. And, and I noticed that when he's just, he's just uh, elevated, he's, re, he's, you could feel the energy coming out of when we're talking about something that maybe is in his area and that type of thing. And, and, and then that informal pieces, you know, afterwards walking down the hallway or next time you see, you know, make a note and say, Hey, Alistair, I know in the last meeting when we were talking about the marketing area of this type of thing or the volunteerism space in this thing, you really seem to light up. Is that something that you might be interested in participating in the future? Man, the person says, oh, you know, you actually saw that and knew it because sometimes we don't. And, and so I, I, and that's informal. And again, I would, don't think of this as a burden. And if there's HR folks that are listening to the podcast, this, this podcast is just don't make it complicated. Make it easy. It's all about the dialogue. It's not about the process. Um, uh, and uh, and uh, I, so the informal one, I think, is a big point. And it's interesting to think who has been there for you in the past to pass on their experience and their knowledge, which is kind of what the genesis of this was, was you know, me going, thinking back, you know, three or four years ago to when I was going through a major transition. And uh, it's healthy sometimes just to sit there and think about all the good things that happened to you in guiding you and informing you and in some of the things you should be doing now. I love that. You know, one of the exercises we use a lot uh, is uh, having people think about their, um, their meaningful moments. And you could, you can be very specific around this for meaningful growth moments. Who was I working for? And actually, we sometimes give a really simple exercise. You know, what were they? Uh, who was I working for? What did they do? What did I learn? Four quick questions. And and to your point, what I love about that is not only does it give inform you uh, and give you some uh, good ideas, it warms your heart and it gets you connected to it. I, that that whole idea of gratitude. I mean, even as you were saying it, you know, I think of some folks who took a chance on me. Some folks who, who came to me proactively and said, I see this in you, and here's somebody I want to talk to. Uh, those were powerful accelerator points. I made m m big impact on the roles that I was working with or for someone who did that for me. So, you know, it's amazing how our beautiful brain works, that even as you said that statement, it was like, boing, 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 boing. I was going back to uh, those times. Yeah, I, when you were talking there, I went back to about six or seven people, yeah. right? And a question to ask yourself, are you happy where you are? Do you need a change? Yeah, so as a manager, sometimes you're, you know, you're, you're supporting all these others with regards to it. But I, 
I highly recommend on a regular basis. I do it annually, but as reflecting on where am I at, what do I love, you know, what do I want to learn, and what do I want to do now? And it might mean that continue to do what I'm doing and I'm going to grow and shift in that area. But that growth mindset that many organizations talk about, many books talk about, is so powerful. Because if you have a growth mindset, it doesn't mean it has to be dramatic. But a growth mindset is about being curious and wanting to grow and committing to that. Your life is going to be better. You're, you're, you, know, you, can, you can overdo it. And, and stretch too far. And really, this is where this really plays a role. Because even if I'm excited and I'm getting really, really pumped up about something, the power of actually leveraging the community around you, either your boss or other people around you, to just maybe sometimes level set, maybe set a little reality. I mean, I've talked about I'm a seven on the Enneagram, so I get excited about almost everything. And I'll leap. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll leap into something. But what I'm learning to do is when my energy rise, I'm getting excited about a change or something I want to try. I'm now learning to pause and to say, who do I know or who might I tap into uh, that I can get grounded in, you know, what's the reality of this new experience, this idea that I'm thinking and that type of thing. And I'm enriching. It doesn't take that long. Again, it doesn't bog me down too much. But boy, oh boy. It helps me be really clearer and and more uh, balanced in my approach. I think, you know, when you're going through that discerning process you were talking about there, you know, what do I like to do? What interests me? I think you also have to, though, take into account what am I doing right now that I really don't, I'm not down with, that I mm. just do not enjoy doing? Because I think that's part of that discernment process as well. Like, you know, you got a job and it's got a certain aspect to it. You go, I don't really like to do that. Um Am I okay doing that as, as part of the mix and what I do? Or maybe it's a bigger chunk of your job. You go, I don't like doing this. I think that's part of your discernment process as well. I think that is. We, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a great um, little matrix tool that I give people a lot of times. And, so, uh, the, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but it's a four box. And it's all about your skill and what you love. Uh, I've done this. It's really good. It's really great. And I, it's, it's so simple. So in the top left hand is, is uh, what I love and what I'm good at. And you want to be spending as much time as possible in that, in your role and going for it. That's the goal. Uh, on the next side, on the top, uh, was that the left hand, the top right hand anyways, the, the next top box is the things that I'm good at, but the things that I don't love. And the reality is that there's going to be part of your job that that is the case. Um, but that pays the bills sometimes, but, but it is what it is. Sometimes it's certain clients. Sometimes it's certain clients. Then in the bottom right hand are things that you're not good at and that you don't love. Stay away. Stay away. Find a way to automate. Find a way to get rid of it. That's stuff that is it's going to drain your batteries and it's not going to make you that effective and you're going to want to change. And then over the other side, the last box is things that you uh, um, aren't good at but you love. And that's your growth opportunity. Where do I learn and grow? With that whole goal is to get up to that as much as possible in that what I love and what I'm good at. Man, you're going to be productive. You're going to be impactful. You're going to be going forward. But the reality of that story is that there's always going to be stuff that you don't necessarily love, but you're good at. Uh, but that stuff you don't love and you're not good at, find a way out of it and have conversations around it. So you might change things just within your role versus having to change to a complete role. So I love that added reflection. I think that's a really good question. What don't I love? 
and what what am I not good at a part of this job, um, and then make some decisions from there as well. That bottom corner one that that's the escape plan, mm-hmm. and the other one is the place I want to go to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So as employees, there are a couple things we can do to assist. When you get that itch or something has you interested, you should not ignore it. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, You know, if it's not a fully safe place, find someone that you can trust and say, here's what I'm churning and just have that sounding board. It's such a good idea. But usually it's telling you something. So you're right. Yeah. Scratch that itch. Sit down and figure what you need to do and what information would be helpful. Mm. Create a bit of a plan. Yeah, and it's really just ask that, ask yourself those questions. It's that self-analysis. And it might be around what I love and what I'm good at. It might be, uh, you know, what gets me fired up. I do a lot of work around value sorts. Uh, value sorts are really simple, folks. Check them online. You get 50 different values and you go through and go through a sorting process where you get down to your top five. That allows you to really kind of connect to what I value most and and then from there, it adds a beautiful filter uh, to be able to choose what you want to do. And then, you know, begin to even thinking about what you want to accomplish. Like, where are you? What do you want to, what kind of impact do you want to make? So doing that research up front and really reflection, there's a lot of tools online that you can, you can do that that are pretty simple, is a great investment up front. You know, they, the one last thing, they said, you know, you, uh, if you, uh, if you, uh, you can climb a ladder, but if it's not going to the right place, that's not that I've lost the actual term. But it's like you, you know, the the person who climbs the ladder and finds out they're on the wrong roof. So think about where you want to go first before you start climbing that ladder. And if you have that type of relationship with your manager, perhaps start there. Yeah. And hopefully that manager has created that space for you, but sometimes it isn't. But uh, yeah, have the courage to say, you know, something's churning. I'm churning and I'm really, I really, I I love the organization and I want to find more ways that I can grow my influence, my impact and my growth. And who do you know was in a similar situation or has some relevant experience? Maybe tap them in. Well, you know, one of the questions that we ask folks if they're going through kind of career search is look around and who, who do you think, man, I'd love that job? You know, who, who, would, who am I jealous of because of their job? And then have a conversation about what do they do? Why do they do that? And then start to, you still have to match your skills uh, with it, you know, you have to be realistic, right? If, if I look at an astronaut and say, Oh, I would love to go to Mars or I'd love to go there. Well, guess what? The likelihood of you getting there is probably pretty small. I don't think it's going to happen for you. Greg. Right. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, but, uh, but, but it is, you know, it gets what, what's getting you fired. What am I drawn to? And then ask questions. You might be surprised. There might be some roles that you never thought, but uh, you have more uh, skill inventory to fit into that. And when you combine passion and skills, you, you might be able to make it. And the way jobs are developing these days, there's people who have jobs that I've never heard of before, right? Like industry, knowledge, technology. There's people like every once in a while I'll see on LinkedIn a job and like, Greg, I don't know what that job is. I've never heard of it before. I agree. I agree. And that's what's really important to really define what I love and what I what I have as skills and, and also what do I'm passionate about that I want to learn. Because you're right. What do they say that something like uh, 72% of the roles that exist won't exist in like five to 10 years? Because we're transforming so quickly. 
And when you find those people or, or think of those people, sit down and have a conversation with them. People are often more than happy to impart their experience. The good conversations come with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Well, and just have those questions. So what do you love about your job? You know, what, what isn't that great about the job? Um, what, what, if you're, if you were, uh, hiring someone or thinking about that, what would you do differently, uh, in moving into the role and knowing my background and skill, uh, you know, what are the things are the thing that, that are strengths that could move me into that role or what are the things that maybe I'm still missing that I need to get? You know, these are, these are pretty simple questions, but just be prepared and own that time with them. But, uh, go and be curious about them too. Cause to your point, people love to share. Uh, if you're curious. Well, I found when I went, did that kind of book tour with all those different people, uh, you were one of those people, uh, which I think makes it eight, not seven. But uh, what I found was uh, those conversations, people really like to be involved in them. Mm. They were interested in what I was going through. And sometimes they tried to minimize what they could give me. And a couple of times I had to call crap on it. I said, listen, you've just told me this, this, and this, this has been a very good conversation for me. I really liked the humbleness that people brought into that mm. conversation because they knew this was important to me. I've reached out to you to have a conversation and they were just really, really good conversations. Yeah, I agree. I've had those kind of conversations as well. And take a suitable amount of time when you're ascertaining all the information, what you want to do. Uh, I don't think rushing into this is necessarily a good thing, depending on the circumstance, but taking a good amount of time and, and gaining all the information you need and thinking about it and talking about it is probably the prudent thing to do. Yeah, and this this is really depending upon who you are too, because there are people like myself that will get excited and leap faster. Um, you are a leaper. I'm a leaper, and and uh, and and what's great about that is that I get to explore and learn many new things and grow, and it's given me many opportunities. But I've learned throughout my career that um, pausing a little bit again allows me to leap to the right thing because I could leap across and then realize that that and end up on the floor. <laughs> that's right. That that gap that I was leaping was a little bit wider than I thought it was. And uh, I get there, but it's a bit of a struggle uh, versus just kind of thinking about it. And then if you're a person who maybe is the other side, which gets too detail oriented, find a person who is more of a leaper. So again, it's combining our efforts. So sometimes we talked a lot, a lot about here is, is about information or experience and getting the information. So for whatever role is, sometimes it's also good just to have a partner in crime that really challenges you differently. So if you're a, a deep thinker and slow to action, partner with somebody who's more fast to action. If you're someone who doesn't really tap into the emotional side, you know, we always talk about the three things, the head, the heart, and the body is bodies, that action, that instinct going forward. The heart is, you know, what really thinking more empathetically. And the head is of course, more logically, but who, know who you are and then surround yourself with others that give you a, 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 a multi-perspective view because you're, it's going to be better. And remember, when you make a decision, whatever it is, that comes along with nervousness, second guessing, and sometimes a little bit of anxiousness. It is just part of the process. We all sometimes feel the tension when we make a decision. And number one, that means it's, a good, it's, it's an important decision. You should feel that way, but it's just natural. I've, I know so many people that 
just after they pulled the trigger. They are like second guessing themselves and, oh no, I have to leave these people or whatever it is. It's just part of the ride. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? If you've done the other stuff that we've talked about, if you've created your community, you've connected with others, you've built relationship, even when you do make pull the trigger and go and you get anxious, guess what? You got a community to support you, to ask the questions, sometimes to welcome you back. Because, hey, we've all leapt into things and thought, whoa, this wasn't, even though I did the work, this is one of what I didn't want. But uh, if I left well, then, and you've said, you know, you have people to come back and say, you know what, I went and tried that. You know, and it wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. I'm just wondering whether there's space back here because I really enjoyed it. Sometimes you have to leave to learn what you love. And uh, so uh, know that that anxiousness is going to be there. But if you've created that community, boy, oh, boy, it makes it a lot easier. Mm, I like that. Um, Wrap up. Yeah, I think the big wrap up here is is uh, the high percentage of people that are going through churn, whether it's purpose churn, whether it's role churn, whatever that is, it's happening out there. So as a leader, you better create the the space for people to explore. And it's a lot better to explore inside versus uh, uh, seeing them explore and go outside. It's better for the person because uh, they can be more grounded in their thoughtfulness with regards. Because the last thing you like to see is people that do leap and then they crash because they haven't thought things out. Uh, If you're thinking of churning, if you're thinking of change and going forward, tap into community. Um, really, uh, spend some time reflecting, exploring it first, understand what you want and understand what the actual experiences are and, and then be bold, bring a plan forward, um, find a way. Most of your leaders will be acceptable and will be excited and accepting in, in that idea. So, uh, that would be my, my quick wrap. This is a big one and it's so important. And, uh, last thing I will say is, you know, um, a lot of millennials and Zetters out there, there's, there's, uh, and I've said this in other podcasts, is that I believe that we're in a really unique time. That the boomers and the Zetters and the millennials actually have kind of a shared experience and heart right now because they're both exploring. Folks that are the boomers or late Xers are beginning to think there must be something more and I want to do something different I want. But they've got a ton of rich experience and knowledge to tap into. Yeah, they might be old, but boy, millennials and Zetters, this is a beautiful group to tap into. And boomers and Xers on on the back end of Xers, these Zetters and millennials are bold. They're curious. They take chances. You can learn a lot from them. So I just think there's this beautiful relational connection of shared experiences that the boomers and Xers can learn from the Zetters and the and the and the millennials and vice versa. Beautiful time to tap into that. So those are the two boomers. That's right. But you know, the people I love to talk the most to often are these young people. You know, I was talking over the last couple of days of two. Uh, one is, uh, they went to university, they're from Toronto. Um, but last year they went to university in Honolulu in Hawaii remotely. They decided to move to Hawaii and take their courses remotely. And now they're traveling around the world and they're in Puerto Rico, um, finishing off their courses. Another person I know has been around that she's working, but she's a, she's a millennial and her and her now husband have been in Colombia, have been in Europe. 
They've been around the world working and changing and learning and growing. Same company, same jobs, but they're just learning along the way. Like, I'm inspired by this energy, this idea. So uh, I, I love it. So for me, I think uh, I wrote this in kind of a, a feeling of thankfulness for mm. all the people, especially over this last transition, you know, three or four years ago that you helped me walk through. I'm just very thankful to the, to the people that made the time to speak to me to impart their experience and their thoughts and the way that they did it. It wasn't like, you should do this. It's no, this is what I did. This is why this what was good. This what was bad. This might be something you should look for. It, it was all talked in just a very healthy way, in a way that was easy to listen to and to take in. And, and I'm also thankful for, you know, going back, you know, 30 years, the people that uh, kind of one-offs that would speak into situations and like, Alistair, why are you here? Mm -hmm. go downtown, which is probably my most, the biggest one that happened to me. But uh, I wrote this in thankfulness. So I, 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 it's just a really personal uh, subject to me. And uh, I'm very thankful about it, but I'm also instructive about it. Like the, you know, I, I sometimes talk to people, sometimes reach out to me and, and I'm very thankful for that as well. This is, this is a very important thing. And I, I, I feel for those people that don't reach out or maybe mm -hmm. don't have anybody to reach out to, which is, kind of a call for anybody out there that if you find yourself in a position where you can be that sounding board for somebody, where you can give your experience to somebody else, step up and do it. It's so important. Agree, 100%. So uh, we hope that some of what we've spoke about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything uh, that you found offensive or angry, but I think, uh, Greg, your uh, philosophy again lands well. Yeah, this philosophy that we end every episode with uh, is really from my original coach. And she said, you know, when we're together, there are going to be times when during we're talking that you're going to sense a, a feeling of joy. And usually that's something that you have learned something, something you're making traction on and you feel good about. But you're also going to have times when they're kind of crunchy, where you're going to maybe be peeved off. And that uh, in those moments are still beautiful opportunities for growth and learning. So we've always said in our podcast that we want to create some joy. You've got some traction, but we're okay, too, to create a little bit of churn. So if you're crunchy about something we said, that's okay. But just reflect on it and saying, what is it trying to tell me? And what can I learn from it? And what can I do with it? Uh, and we just encourage you to do that. And we've said it a whole bunch of times. We are not experts in anything. We have just... Uh had a lot of experience and this podcast is all about the two of us talking about our experiences we don't even agree all the time mm -hmm. and if you knew us well you'd know how many times we disagree in this podcast yeah, yeah. but this is about you know a place where we both listen to each other and and respect one another and even if i don't agree with greg which occasionally happens i do hear him out but uh my question is always you know if we say something that you don't agree with who are you talking to about it like talk it out and if you do agree with it you should probably talk it out as well you know, Greg and I have had this, I guess it's almost two and a half years now of doing this. And uh, we just have a conversation. And we're glad that you've pulled up a, a chair to the table at the diner uh, to listen to us chat away. So uh, I don't actually have a shout out this week, a specific one. But uh, we're going to make a rookie mistake here. Something they, they've told me not to do in every podcast production course I've taken. And that's, we are going to kind of specify what the date is here. It's just before the holiday season. And so my shout out is to all the people that have been listening to us for the last two plus years and, you know, all 26 countries that are listening to us and all the people that have taken a moment out of their time to, uh, you know, sit down and put in some AirPods and listen to us. Thank you very much. 
yeah, uh, we, we hope that if you, whatever you celebrate at this time of year, that you have a chance to connect with those you love. Uh, you have a chance to slow down a little bit. We've all needed it. You know, for those that are in the world that's a little crunchy right now, we are thinking about you, uh, sending you our support. And there's a lot of that happening right now. And even some of our listeners that are in areas that, that aren't as good. And uh, so we're thinking about you. And But just pause. And I really loved your comment about the intention behind this, Alistair, about uh, pausing and being grateful. And I think no matter what situation you are, if you reflect and think about who are in your lives, who have been in your lives that have been important, and and what are those grateful moments of of just presence with other people that have been really helpful, and just close your eyes and think about that. I think that's a beautiful, no matter what situation we're at, and uh, to think through that, that warms our heart, and that helps things to be better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It- with the end of the year coming up, I think it's one of those natural points where we sit there and we are thankful. Where Wherever you come from, whatever you do, uh, I don't think uh, sitting there and being thankful is a wasted thing. I think it's very, very mm-hmm. important. And Greg and I haven't talked about this, but I think we have at least a week off or two weeks off. We do. Yeah. We haven't really talked about it. We, we don't really think that way. We think more about the moment and what we have in front of us. But I think we're going to need to take well, at least one week off, yeah. maybe two. Uh, to spend time with our families and, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, folks, thanks for hanging out with us this year. Uh, we'll be back. I think we're going to probably have a few interviews coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking to some people and stuff, and I'm excited by the people that I we believe are going to be guests on the show. And uh, so look forward to talking to you folks next year and uh, all the best to you and your families. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Talk to you next year. Yeah, take care.